Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Sunday night in Phoenix, and you listen to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Kyle. Brian. Welcome, gents. Recording on a Sunday night. I like it. Get used to it, because in another week we're going to be doing it every Sunday. I know. For for Walking Dead. I know, I know. But, um, yeah, sorry guys that it had to be on a Sunday night, but unfortunately, due to family issues, I could not record Friday. Um, And then... Saturday we recorded negative modifier, so here we are. Was that the final last episode of that? No, no, there's still a couple more left. I thought that, oh I thought it was coming. I thought you posted the last episode. No, that was just the newest one. Yeah, there's there's a couple more. But it's closing up. It's wrapping up. Yeah, it's it's coming to an end. So how's that going? I mean, is that uh you guys just I've never got into Dungeons and Dragons or you know, that's what it's about, right? Basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Do you guys, did you guys just do like a whole, like when you start, I don't know what you call it when you start like a, a game campaign. and it goes up a campaign. So you just do a whole campaign and then just, have you just done one campaign? No. The plan? So the campaigns come in books and, okay. but so we've been doing this campaign for almost a year and a half now. So it's just each book has a bunch of different chapters. So, you know, you, you kind of start this adventure and this quest and you go from beginning to end and it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That sounds dope. I'm hoping the next one that, that Justin decides really, he's, he still wants to do. No, he said he's down. It just the book that he wants to use doesn't come out until October. So tomorrow, right? Uh, it's tomorrow the first. Yeah. <laughs> Already? Fuck. Right? Goodbye, September. Right? Yeah, let's start getting some cool air. I'm happy, man. Like, right now, it's super nice outside. Awesome. Hockey's back. That storm is a-rolling in. Trying to get pucks to the net, have a good game. (laughs) They're passing out. They're passing out sandbags at the fire station down the road from my house. Oh, is this supposed to get crazy? Well, there's there's a hurricane about to hit the upper part of mexico i thought it already hit and that's where we're getting the tropical depression yeah, of it so we're getting the it's now a tropical storm so we're gonna the next like three days there's supposed to be a lot of rain toads oh i mean <laughs> yeah, your toads. <laughs> toads and hockey fucking brides yeah. and fucking seventh heaven i am i had my hockey fantasy draft today and the season starts on the third i think so are the are the yokes playing uh in Glendale still, or do they yeah. are they playing somewhere else this season? So they, oh, they extended another season here. Well, yeah, they had to. I mean, they basically have to. So they, they have to indefinitely because um, ASU or Tempe backed out of building them a, a stadium, which was very stupid because ASU's got an amazing hockey team. Uh, Mario Lemieux's son's playing from this year as a freshman. Um, they uh, they're in Division One. Uh, I think they beat uh, BC last year one game. They won a. 
a little mini tournament. And uh, last year was their first game in first year in Division One. And uh, I mean, you should see their uniforms. Uh, hockey fans, a lot of the hockey people are calling them the best uniforms in the game. Um, so ASU's would have been it would have been so smart for them just to you know sign up and have a NHL arena at their behest because now they play half their games you know half their home games at a little club uh you know rink here in the valley and then the other half at the actual coyotes arena so it's kind of stupid right i mean you would have thought that they would have wanted that but i don't know there's a lot of uh corporate bs and and all i that. don't know we built them we built them a hockey arena like they should not the coyotes but everybody else should figure out a way to accommodate them and make them happy and we built them something. Why just keep playing there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Make them happy there. Like, it's crazy that this, the, the thought of it, 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 I don't understand it, but the thought of like, it doesn't make sense to leave this whole hockey arena and down in Glendale and then put it in a whole nother city in Arizona. It's just, well, especially now that they're building up that area, it doesn't make sense to move them. Like they just put in a top golf there. They're building it, a Cardinal, Cardinal stadium. The sad part, part is, Sad part is the Coyotes don't want to leave. You know what I mean? They want to make that their home. They just and and the city just keeps on doing stupid shit. You know that dumb Goldwater Institute. You know they had signed that deal and everybody's happy. And then the Goldwater Institute goes, "No, we think that there's some issues with it, so we're going to bring it up." And then as soon as that happened, it was like, you know, just a, a complete nightmare. So both parties were initially happy until the Goldwater Institute decided to go, "No, we're going to make a big stink." And That's so stupid. Yeah, it is. It's silly, but hopefully it'll get figured out. I mean, look at what Las Vegas is doing. I mean, that team is making so much money. You put a winning team in the Southwest. That's proved. That just proved that if you put a winning team, you know, you you get a winning team out there, and I mean they the they sell out preseason games. They act like uh, uh, playoff games in the preseason. So. Oh. For the Vegas, though, the majority of their tickets aren't locals. It's people they're visiting. They're like, shit, yeah, let's go to a hockey game, or they get complimentary tickets or something. Like, Well, that's what I thought, too, but that's not the case. I mean, uh, they sell out uh, local stuff now. So, Well, we did that here when we first got our Diamondbacks. Remember, we had a very – we had an awesome baseball team, and it was insane. And yeah. then they do what they always do here, and they pick it apart, and they, they go cheap. And that's what they always do with, you know, all Phoenix sports teams suck right now. Yeah, and, you know, it's just crazy. like, it's just like the, the Suns too. We, you know, there was times we had an awesome squad and, and then all of a sudden they get cheap and they fucking break it down to nothing. I can't say that. I think the Coyotes only lost one game in the preseason. So I can't yeah, say but that. But they've done, the that, they've done that to the time too. They've, they've built, they, they had some pretty good squads. They've broken down and built them back up. And then they, they put in, you know, like, I think the Coyotes just had did it, what, like three or four seasons ago. Remember, they had, like, pretty much all new, uh, like, rookie players, and they just ended up doing really well. That's, I mean, that's any, that's the nature of sports. Like, when you do really well and you win a championship, not that the Coyotes have won one, but, like, you win a championship, then people want more money. So then you have to start clearing house to make room and people leave. That's just the nature of any, hey, any people, sports team. The winning team always puts people in the seats. And rookies always are cheaper than trying to get, you know, seasoned players because they, they don't have, they don't request as much money. 
But that, the, when this, when did the Coyotes do that, Brian? They did that a few seasons ago, right? When they what? They had, the a decent, they had a decent team, and then they kind of had like they all of a sudden they like restructured, and they had like a bunch of like rookies on there. Yeah, so they did that uh, about two, three years ago. But you know, they made the Western Conference uh, Finals, and tons of people were going to their games. And then they just they had a terrible t- season the next year. So they're basically rebuilding right now. They um, they're completely rebuilding. So, but but they got they got a lot. They got one of the best young young uh, farm systems in the league, and they can be good. They just need they just need some some fans to show up at the games. So we'll see. The hockey games are fun to watch live. They're the best, man. They I'm are. not There's a big a- hockey fan, but every t- I've gone to a few hockey games, and you know what? They're a t- they're a ton of fun. Yeah. The the energy is awesome at hockey games. I normally don't start paying attention to hockey until after football season. Yeah, usually a lot of people don't pay attention to the playoffs just because the playoffs are so intense. And you know, but that's cool. Hey, as long as uh, you know you're watching, that that excites me. I've I'm so I've been so lost on on other sports. I used to be a football fanatic, and it's just it's ridiculous the way things happen now in in football and baseball and or basketball. And, and it's it's a complete joke. So I kind of, the only game I've watched football wise in the last like two or three years is a Super Bowl. Hashtag take fighting out of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that the, the ref at the Cardinals game today had that crazy call. Did you see that? No. Did they win or lose? They lost. I don't watch football, but I, it just came up on my feed. Somebody had posted it. I guess the, they I lost the a, Seahawks. Yeah, also Seahawks, but I guess there was a false start, and they said it's on the whole offensive side except for the center. Oh. So they didn't even pick out names; they just called it on the entire team except for oh one player. And I guess it's—I don't really think about football, but I guess it's like something you don't ever see. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous! Yeah, that's why they lost the game. That's pretty messed up. Like I had to Google the other day. I had to Google what a pick six was. <laughs> and you guys both laugh it's funny though but i was sitting in my class right and there was like three other people in there and i look and like i was watching a comic book auction and if one of the teams got a pick six he was going to give five comic books away so i was like all right and i looked up and i looked at these guys and i said in my class and i was like hey do you guys know what a pick six is and they said nope i was like fuck and i had to google it but now i know what a pick six is yeah it's when they catch the ball and they run it for a touchdown. Yeah, they intercept the ball and run That's it for it. a touchdown. They intercept it. But the, the other dudes in my class, they didn't know what it was either. Fucking nerds. <laughs> but I, I learned sports. Good job. You learned sports. I learned sports. The Phoenix Suns called me the other day and they were asking me if I wanted to be a... a uh, a six man, a six man sponsor. Huh. So that you know what that is, right? Season ticket holder or something. You do a half a season. Oh, okay. It's How a, much half, is it? Was it very expensive? They got it was lower level. They told me two tickets lower level. I get to pick like twenty game, twenty two games, twenty one games. That's not bad. Well, how much? It, it was uh, like fourteen hundred bucks. Jeez, That's not bad. That's not bad. Well, they're gonna be they're gonna be fun to watch this year, man. With that first round pick, that first number one pick, and 
and Booker, and you know they're going to be a, a fun team to watch. So it's going to be interesting. I tried to get season tickets when like Stoudemire and Nash and yeah. uh, Marion and Bell were all on the team, and it was. Yeah. I remember me and my buddy, my buddy, my next door neighbor, were like, well, "Let's go in. We'll get. We'll both get a ticket, and we'll go halfers." And you know, you can't go to forty games, so you know, sometimes you know we'll go together. Sometimes you can go with someone else. Sometimes I can. And they, it was like two or three rows from the very back center court, and they wanted ten grand. Oh my gosh! And I was like, Yikes. "Pass, pass." Yeah. It's a lot know. of comic books. It's a lot of comic books. <laughs> it's a car. Yeah. <laughs> it's a. I, you could probably go buy a fucking. You can go buy a brand new car for ten grand. So I was like, nah. and they they call me every season to get try to get season since then. And that was like oh seven. They call me every year. Yeah, the Coyotes do the same to me. I was interested one year, and it's just too expensive. I mean, for uh, it's it's a big commitment. It's a it lot is. of money. Because you know, I you always try to go make a couple games. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, is that like, if you're a student, so you can sign up for this thing for the Coyotes. If you're a student, it's just know anybody with a student ID. Basically, you have them sign up, and you put your phone number in or whatever, and they text you every game and games that they don't sell many tickets for, which are basically almost every game at, during the week. They um, they'll let students come in and get tickets for like twenty bucks, and it's random where you get to sit. And we did like five games that way last year, and we got all like twentieth row in the corners. They were like amazing games for twenty bucks a ticket. It was awesome. Yeah, oh, my man. dad, my mom and dad sat. Uh, they went to a game last Saturday, and they sat right behind the penalty box up against the glass, and it was like $20 a ticket. Wow. For pre- but it's preseason. Still, that, sitting that close, when you're on the glass and you get to hear them chirp at each other and talk shit to each other, there's nothing better than NHL chirps. I mean, they're hilarious. I have to try to catch a hockey game this season. I'll go with you. I'll go with you any, anytime you want, man. I'll pick some, some good games we can go check out, so. I think it'd be fun. I mean, it's close. Yeah. I can I can Uber there. Yeah, pre-drink, pre-drink, because <laughs> it's way too expensive to drink there. Yep. Fun. I make I, I do crazy shit. I'll make signs sometimes, and you know, try and get on the cameras, and just to fuck around. Paint your paint your chest up and take your shirt off. And uh, nah, nah. Oh I'm my god, I'm a little too man. That this season. I'm a little too man boobish <laughs> to do that. That's what I makes wanna, it great, though. Yeah, isn't that yeah. what camera loves? The, the, yeah. with the man boobs? That's what I love. They're always focusing on man boobs. <laughs> yeah. They're all about the man boobs. I don't want to become a meme. <laughs> dude, <laughs> honestly, I think about that a lot, dude. That is one of my worst fears. Is like, all right. It's like coming back and like, you know, because you know, you, you post pictures on your Facebook and you goofing around and shit. That's one of my worst fears of, of it coming through and finding out that you're a fucking mean of making fun of people. Yeah. Right. Did you guys get screwed with Facebook? And the, and the, uh, I know they had like 50 million uh, people's accounts get messed up or something, or they got security, security breach. Um, I, don't I don't think so. Think so. They didn't, yeah, they had 50 million. They had 50 million accounts, uh, security breach for 50 million accounts or something like that. You know, I change my passwords a lot. Is there a way to check that to see if you were affected with that? 
you know what? I'm, I'm going to sound like a real ass because I, I know about it and I still haven't checked. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I saw it. I know about it. I did the same thing. I didn't even check. I figured if I didn't get some kind of. Well, the reason I brought it up is because I got a fucking little bullshit story that I'm pissed off about. I got to say this loud and clear. Fuck Instagram. Oh, I yes. got I got hacked on Instagram and I, I created an Instagram account years ago and I never go on there. So I just, you know, don't think about it. Well, I'm going through my uh, emails like, you know, like two months ago and I see an email. It says, uh, your Instagram account password or email has changed. If this is not you revert it back. What well, was in July? And I'm checking in like the middle of August and all of a sudden I go to check it and the fucking, they hacked my account and it's a Russian email account that hacked my account. And I, it, every time I hit the revert back to the original email address button, it says, Oh, this is no longer available. So I'm like, okay, I need to contact Instagram. There is literally no way to contact Instagram other than you go to a site and you fill out all these questions that show if you've really been hacked. And then it says, send us an, e-, you send them an email. I've sent probably 30 emails over the last month and a half and not heard one thing back. I've called Instagram. They have a number on the internet. I've called them on the internet and they, it's a, um, a recording. And it says, if you've been hacked, go to this webpage. And it takes you to the stupid same webpage. I've been doing the research and I guess that's what these hackers are doing. Cause they know that they can't, there's no way to get your account back. So they're holding accounts hostage to people that have like businesses or famous people and then they'll contact them and go uh, give us thirty thousand dollars and we'll give you your account back that's so, fucked but because i'm nobody there's no fucking way to get my account back and i'm and they use that not only because i'm an idiot they use that to hack into every single one of my other accounts my ebay account everything Ugh. so i'm having to go through and you know redo all my accounts for everything because i have a different password for every account uh, i i have that now but i and like i hate it in. because i can't remember every time yes so, you know what I mean? And then I rotate them. I try to rotate them like every like 90 days. So then it'll go, you know, I'll, I'll type in my password for something. They'll be like, that was your password from 90 yes. days ago. And it's like, fuck, I don't remember what I changed it to. Yes. And it's fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. So fuck Instagram. Fuck you, Instagram. I forget about Instagram too. I barely ever go on it. Yeah, a lot of people are selling stuff on there, man. They're making big money. I know people are selling comics on there, action figures. Um, you know, it's a it's big money right now. Like when they for people first started doing, it, I was going on there and I was trying, but it was it was. I mean, people probably haven't perfected now. Like I, I think I was going on there and trying to buy comics and stuff, and it was like in the infancy of doing it, and it was kind yeah. of funky. Yeah, and I think a lot of people weren't checking in on it as regularly as probably as they do now. So you'd say something, and there'd be nothing. Well, you don't also don't have to pay, you know, the eBay fees, and that's why people are doing so much, doing making so much money on the uh, Facebook auctions because you don't have to pay the eBay fees. Your PayPal fees are less. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've noticed, man, people that like the scamming of of Facebook has gotten out of control. You know, that's so. What there's that's so much one, scamming going on right now. That's one of the things that I, you know, I told Jesse when I, you know, I, I basically that was only the second time I've ever won and, you know, or bought something on a Facebook auction. And uh, I was telling Jesse, I was like, you know, well, that's one of the reasons why I have a hard time watching them is because it takes so long. And also because I know there's a lot of dipshits out there that are just, you know, pulling 
doing things that would piss me off. So I stick to the same few and I so try not to venture out. They're to other saying people. that um, Facebook was quick about it. So if they, everyone who was affected, they logged out and forced you to log back in. So if you were not logged out of your Facebook account forcefully and on all of your devices, then you were not part of the breach. Oh, that was cool. But here's the problem. I think Facebook owns Instagram. So if that's the case, fuck Facebook too. I don't, I don't put any of my, like, I think they bought a credit card information or anything like that on those purposely. Like iTunes gets hacked all the time. So I don't put credit card information on iTunes. And if I do, I'll delete it right away. Yeah. I always take my, uh, my, that number on the back off. Yeah. The security code. Yeah. It's just, it's stupid because this is the world. This is I our mean, world I take now. everything off. <laughs> you know, unfortunately this is our world now. We're, uh, yep. we're going to have to deal with this on a daily or weekly basis. You know, people hacking into some type of account that you own. It's part of when you, everybody has access to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, ta- I was saying, wouldn't it be nice if there was like a kill switch that you can go and just kill all your accounts? And then I was talking that when I was talking to my buddy, he's like, yeah, that would be nice. But the problem is, is that the hackers would hack it. that. Yeah. And they figure that out and kill all your accounts. Wouldn't like, that yeah. suck? I think it's Kyle doing it from school. I am. I've gotten so good. Yeah. Yeah. How much money do you want for my instrument Graham account, man? Man, yeah, I'll just give it back to you for free. You were just my practice run. Yeah, you fucking asshole. He's gonna just start hacking all your shit, and just put, replacing all your pictures with like giant dicks. Yeah, <laughs> like giant <laughs> with, with, with Jose's head as the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giant bat dicks. Yeah. Man, Batman down even going. They're not even going to a second print. Are they not? No, mm. for issue one and two, they canceled the second print. Good. That book That'll is going to explode. Yes, yes. Even more than it already has. Yes, it is. And that's why they're going for such a crazy amount. I, I was so anti-bat dick that I I didn't even ask for it. I didn't even want it. And now I'm regretting it just for, for selling purposes. Well, here's the thing. If the story doesn't pan out to be a great story, it won't be worth a lot. If the no, story becomes a great story, it will be worth it'll, – it'll save, it'll save some value. I was talking to Robert from Drawn. Yeah. He, says, he said, you know what? The story was so good, he didn't even notice the bat wing. I've talked to a lot of people that noticed that. Uh, Sean was talking about that, saying, you know, at first he didn't notice it. So, you know. The story is good, and you, you kind of just pass by it because you're reading it. And that second cover is so damn good. It's unreal. That uh, Harley cover from Bermejo, that is amazing. I... I it almost has like a. I thought it was a female Joker. I didn't realize it was Harley. Yeah, you know he does. I like when he does those those uh, those covers like that. Those portrait covers. He did that for that Joker book with Azarello. Uh, forget what that Joker book was called. That Heath Ledger did called the Joker. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So. Ooh, it's raining. Good. Finally. Good. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was just called the Joker. That was a good, good, great, great. I mean, it's nice when you when the cover artist does the interior art too. So, so did you guys? Um, did you guys check out the the Dark Phoenix trailer? Yes, looks awesome. Yeah, it really intrigued me. I was. I like how they dropped the trailer and then the next day announced that they moved the movie. 
Oh, where'd they do? I didn't hear that. They said it's a good thing that they moved the movie, though. Well, yeah, because it means that it's going to be a summer blockbuster, and because normally movies in March don't do well. Uh, they moved it to, moved so, it to June. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to wait even longer for but it. But now people are speculating that they might have moved it to in line with something that's going to happen in the Marvel movies. But oh. the weird thing is, is that now Fox, who sold the rights to X-Men back to mm-hmm. Disney, is coming out and saying that they're going to continue to put out X-Men movies. I don't know how or why they would when they don't have the rights to it anymore. Maybe they're doing a team-up thing with Fox or with uh, Disney like they did for Spider-Man. I don't know why they would continue to put out X-Men movies. Like, well, nobody, nobody wants that. They want a Disney Marvel Studios Kevin Feige made X-Men movie. I well, really like all the X-Men movies that Fox well, puts out. Like I, uh, this whole I first like class run, yeah, the first, first class, class run, I, except for Apocalypse is a little rocky, but all those movies I've, I've really enjoyed. And I'm, I, I really like them a lot. The best one, the best one was X2. Yeah. Anything after that was saga of that, right? Episode no, that was um that was United, X Men United. Okay. That was the third one and that one was straight hot garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, talking about this thing about Fox, what if Fox said, you know, came to Disney and was like, Hey, we'll we'll pay all the upfront costs to make the movies and we'll give you a cut. Can we still make the movies? I'm sure Disney would be like, fuck yeah, go for it. It's like pumping movies out. I mean, with what they're doing with a lot of these comic book movies where they're kind of like on their, I don't know if they're doing this, but it seems like they're doing it, like where they're on their own little universe. Um, you know, with the Joker movie and then the, the, the Joker Harley Quinn movie that's coming out, it almost sounds like they're kind of doing these little one-offs. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that's the case and if the, you know, the, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie becomes something in the universe, right? It'll be be weird. It's going to be weird to have a Joker movie without Batman in it, though. Uh, Bruce uh, Thomas Wayne's supposed to be in it, right? I don't think so. Um, I, thought, I don't think so. No. I thought the rumor was that Thomas Wayne is going to be like the antagonist. You know, like Joker's supposed to be like, even though he's a bad guy, he's supposed to be like the good guy, and Thomas Wayne is supposed to be the antagonist type thing. I haven't heard anything about it. Not at least not. I don't think in the Thomas Wayne might be in it. I know that I believe I know what you're talking about because I believe they did say that they cast Thomas Wayne. Um, because I can't remember who they were supposed to be, who they said was playing him. I I can't remember if it was. I don't think it was Robert De Niro. Oh, that would be um, crazy. I can't remember. Let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, isn't um, that that scene where he's coming out of the train? Uh, there's somebody that has a, a, a like a sign that says something Wayne, like a you know like impeach Wayne or screw Wayne or something like that. Alec Baldwin, um, yeah. Alec Baldwin, wow. Alec Baldwin, Baldwin drops Wayne role yeah. and he backed out of it. It looks he backed like backed out of oh, it. Yeah, good. Good. So he is going to be it. Um, um, it's so they, like, cast, it's they cast Brett Cullen. Brett yeah, Brett Cullen is Thomas Wayne. Uh, let's see. What other stuff has he been in? <laughs> oh, he's been in a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, now that I see the fa- the name didn't sound familiar, but now that I see the face, he's, he's been in a lot of Dark Knight Rises. 
That's interesting. Does he play Thomas Wayne in no, Dark Knight Rises? He plays one of the cops in the Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Oh. He plays the um he, he plays like the cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think what he's what I've truly seen that he's been in. Besides Dark Knight. But I I tell you what, I everything I see more and more about this Joaquin Phoenix role, I think it's gonna be great. I don't see how. I, I, I see. Really, I see where his. Uh, I his, love it. His I suit is it. is really close to the Heath Ledger suit. Like it's the same style pattern of the shirt and everything. Yeah, but it's also set in the seventies, though, right? Isn't this movie set in the seventies? It's a very classic Joker. Yeah. Um. He was in Ghost Rider. He was in The Dark Knight Rises. He was in The Replacements with Keanu Reeves, the football movie. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. He plays the um the pro quarterback that comes back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, what have they come out and said if what De Niro's playing? Uh they have I don't think they have yet. Let's see. I think they were keeping that one closed. That's pretty crazy. Imagine that's just Scorsese calling him and going, hey, we need some a little bit of extra star power in this. It says just a lot of he's just in talks. Yeah. Um, what's going on with New Mutants? Do you guys know what's going on with that? I mean, I haven't seen much about that coming out lately. They either. pushed it back. Last I heard, they shelved it because they had to do, they were doing reshoots on it. I thought that was a rumor, though. Um, no, unless I, hope, I heard. I hope it's a rumor. Last I heard, they sh- they shelved it. I'll look it up. I haven't heard anything new since then. Is that that could have been a great great idea? You know, doing a comic horror that. movie. So Robert De Niro will be playing a late night talk show host, while Mark Marin will portray the show's producer, handling the bookings of the guests to appear on the late night program. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix failed stand-up comedy is expected to make an appearance on the show that is sure to end in public humiliation to future DC to the future DC villain. That's awesome. I love Mark Maron. Let's see him get uh, bigger roles. You guys watch that show Glow? I do. Yes, it's so good. I watched the first season. I watched the first season. I think the second season is way better. Yeah. Yeah. That chick that plays that from February to August 2019. New Mutants. Yeah. Because they, they were had to do reshoots and they had to do massive reshoots on uh, Dark Phoenix, too. Yeah. That's why I was wondering if, if, you know, it came out, if there's any words, because, you know, they're showing the, the new Dark Phoenix stuff. Like those two were kind of talked about as being shelved totally at the same time. I'm starting to rush all this. I'm still iffy, though, because it's not like. It's not. It doesn't feel like the Dark Phoenix movie that we deserve. It feels like I, it's too soon to be doing the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I got you. You didn't get Gene being Gene, right? Other than, and I mean, she wasn't. She wasn't even really Gene in Apocalypse. Yeah, I get you. I agree. Like, I think it's too soon for her to be turning into the Phoenix. I agree. So I take it this movie's going to play in the nineties, then, right? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. And they still got them in their like classic original x-men um yellow costumes they don't have them in their own individual suits yet yeah that's what i want to see 
Yeah. Maybe we'll see that in the movie. They're just holding that, you know, for the people that really want to see that. I just like, I like that it's so dark because for those people that that's one of my all time favorite comic storylines. Um, my, uh, my dark Phoenix trade has been read probably 40 times. You know, I pass around all my friends when like, you know, they, they're asking me about comics. I'm like, that's one of the books that I give them. I think that that, you know, making Gene that dark is what that deserves. So I'm happy about that, but I agree with you where we didn't get to see, you know, the gene that we fall in love with. And then we're so bummed when she's so dark. So. Yeah. We, they're not giving us a chance to connect. Yes. They're just going. Bap, bap. And, and one of my all time favorite roles is McAvoy as professor X. He's yes. so fucking good in that. I think he's a good actor. I like him pretty much everything that he's played in. I just think, I just think he's a cool actor. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like he just he just he's just good at what he does. Yes. And he's not like Nicolas Cage where it's just Nicolas Cage in another movie. Yes. That movie Mandy, I want to see it. Is that what it's called? See filth. That new Nicolas Cage movie? You know what I'm talking about? Is it uh, straight to straight to video type thing? No, it's I think it's called Mandy. I can't stand Nicolas Cage anymore. He's too much of a character of himself. But he, yes, and, and his then, face looks too fucked up. He's got yeah, too much. Yeah, it's called it's called Mandy. It's, it's called a, it's called yeah. Superman. It's called yeah, Super Mandy. It's called Man of Steel too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like you got, and then he gets that weird bug eye thing where you like, and then he yeah. gets like excited like and face he, off. Like he's always playing the face off role. Yeah, like he does it a lot in a uh, uh, Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah, Gone in sixty seconds is good though. Yeah, but he plays that role where he's like, where it's very like every he goes like he goes escalated a lot. Yeah, I I mean, I get what you're saying about Dark Phoenix, but I think I mean it is one of the most iconic X Men storylines. I think everyone, I mean, next to like Days of Future's Past, when you think X Men, that's the next storyline that really comes to mind. I don't know. I think I I'll be honest with you. I think Dark Phoenix is probably the most iconic X Men storyline. I don't know. I think Days of Future's Past is right there, but I just think that uh, maybe I, maybe uh, the reason why it's also so popular is that Jean is a lot of fanboys' favorite female character type thing. Well, and I guess it too. It depends on when you started. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it depends on when you started reading X Men books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also the the cartoon was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so I think that cart a lot of the cartoons are what brought a lot of you know the big fans in. Now that's what brought them in. Um, oh yeah. Spider Man the animated series, X Men the animated series, Batman was just Batman the animated series. I, I watched that religiously till I was probably thirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it it's was iconic. that good. Yeah. So it's iconic, but I'll be right back. Um, what else was I gonna say? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Dark Phoenix kind of left me like, eh, like I don't know if I really want to see it. It doesn't. I just think it's too soon for this storyline. Interesting to see what it does spec wise for Jean Grey. Um, that first appearance is already a pretty expensive book, but 
if it uh, that's kind of like how I get an idea, at least in the com- with comic fans, if a if a movie's gonna it's got a lot of backing behind it, or people want to see it, if if the spec value goes crazy on some of their you know her other books, you know her iconics covers and storylines. Then, then I know it's gonna it's gonna be a good movie or a good following at, at least. You know, a lot of Jay, people are gonna want to see it. Jay says in the chat, Jean Grey is cool and all, but Psylocke is better. Well, you know, a lot of people are pissed off right now. Didn't they change Psylocke back from she's no longer the Asian assassin in the uh, storyline right now? I don't know because I know they're relaunching. They're just about to relaunch the Uncanny X Men. I know Rob Liefeld did a cover for like the first issue. Well, they got a really cool storyline going right now with the Jean Grey that came from the past. You know how they brought the original X-Men team from the past yeah. and they left them. And uh, where she's getting the Jean Grey, she's getting super powerful and she's getting ready to go up against Cassandra Nova, which, you know, I think anybody who's read Grant Morrison's X-Men line storyline or that whole run will agree that's one of the greatest comic storylines ever written and, and the art and that Cassandra Nova character is pretty damn terrifying. So it'd be interesting to see how that turns out. Yeah. It's really weird how, how, how the X-Men you would think that they would do, try to do more about making X-Men storylines, you know, be good every time just because it's, it's so they're such an iconic group and, a lot of people that are reading comics now came up on that Jim Lee, Chris Claremont, X-Men number one run, you know? Yeah, and, or Joss Whedon's X-Men. Yes, run. astonishing. That, that was another great run. And now they're all shitty. Well, it, Marvel's, Marvel for the longest time tried to pretty much smother the X-Men or bury the X-Men, if you want to put it in wrestling terms, because... They didn't have the rights to them movie-wise. Fox wasn't playing ball, so they did what they did to Fantastic Four. They pretty much buried them. It's yes, no coincidence that they completely ended all Fantastic Four books and then bring them back when they're getting the rights back. Or made Peter Parker not be Spider-Man. You know? Right. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. But they, A, it worked, right? Fucking worked. Yeah. It worked pretty good. And there's a lot of, I mean, and then speaking of that, there's a lot of speculation that Venom was, they're saying that Venom was always meant to be PG-13 because um, they're going to try and tie it into the, the Marvel Universe. That that was their plan from the beginning. Well, didn't uh, that, that picture come out of uh, Tom Holland in a black suit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's yeah. two, been two pictures that have come out of Tom Holland in the suit. One is like, a really blurry one where he's on top of a Ferris wheel. And the other one, he's, um, it's that it just recently came out. I think it came out Friday was of the set of him like doing a stunt, but yeah, it it almost looks like his homemade costume though. So it looks more like it's like the stealth suit or in homage to the, um, like Spider-Man noir type suit. That would be so shitty if it is the stealth suit. I mean, what the fuck are you doing? Well, and now they're saying that they're they're saying that Venom has two after the credit scene. So if you go see Venom next, Carnage, week, right? Carnage's got to be one. There's two after the credit scenes. I think Carnage is still in it because Woody yeah. Harrelson was attached to it to play Carnage. 
Well, that's what I always thought the plan was, is to have him be the after credit and then just have him be in there where he's not carnage at all until the after credit scene. I mean, that could be too. It could be an after the credit scene, but I mean. You think they're going to tease us with a, with a carnage act, uh, after credit scene, huh? I think they have to, yeah. But I, I'm gonna, I'm to the point now where I will be completely surprised. I think one of them is gonna be a, a Spider-Man scene, and one of them is gonna be a Carnage scene, and I will be completely surprised if Eddie Brock doesn't show up, or there isn't some mention of him in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yes, I hope to God there he is, because what a waste that would be if he isn't. What a fucking waste. <laughs> I mean, and all these movies going to to Disney now, where they just announced that they're going to re-release Deadpool, a, thir- a PG thirteen version of Deadpool, pass in theaters again. So I think they're they're lining everything up to make this big, big universe. So that's what the announcement was about Deadpool. It wasn't for another film. No, right. They're going to release a PG thirteen version. Well, they 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 moved the they moved Deadpool three. They moved the release date. I think they moved it up a little bit, and then they've also said that they're going to make it PG thirteen. Hey, PG thirteen going to be X Force. Yeah, they're still doing X Force. Okay, but there's been no—I don't think there's been any mention of a Deadpool three yet. I know they've mentioned that X Force, and that they're they're releasing a PG thirteen version of of Deadpool two. That's weird. Weird. So, Why would you even do that? I. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. This is Deadpool point. set for a Christmas release. Because a- any kid who wants to go watch that PG-13 movie has probably already seen the regular rated R version. Op- open the article. I think it's about the PG-13 version. So Deadpool 3 is set for a Christmas, a surprise Christmas release, and it has been announced. Fans Through will be treated to two outings with Ryan Reynolds' lovable anti-hero in one year when the th- third film in the franchise lands in December. Wow. I don't know about all that. We'll see. They, they don't own the rights anymore. Uh, Disney does. So unless unless there's some clause where Fox has X amount of time to put all these movies into production. Yeah, this is from... Because I'm looking at comic book resources right now and I don't see anything about it on there. I just see about the the PG thirteen version. Well, I don't know. It'd be pretty early to have him come back that fast. It means they had. I don't think they can film edit. it that fast. That's what I mean. Like they already they had to already film. film it. Yeah. And if that's the case, that would be awesome. That'd be fucking cool. It's probably some fucked up place I just read it from. It would have had to been filmed back to back with Deadpool too. Because look at look at Avengers. I mean, okay, Avengers: Infinity War came out this year, and then the the next one, Part Four, is coming out next year. But they filmed those movies back to back. Do they have a release date for Part Four yet? Um, I think it's May of next year. I think it's like the middle of May or beginning of May of next year. Interesting. I probably just read a fucked up site. Have they announced uh, when the first episode of Game of Thrones is coming out? Do you know? Nope. It's probably not going to be till July. 
Oh, what a freaking heartbreak. I'm assuming that it's going to be the later half of the year. Oh, that sucks. That sucks so bad. Not only do they say, oh, 2019, they make us wait till the mid end of 2019. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we're going to get um, a lot more to come out about everything like once New York Comic Con hits. But right now, I mean, it's, it's purely, it's all speculation. So, I mean, if they, I would expect them to announce something like the Deadpool thing at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Because we're going to get any cool announcements out of New York Comic Con. Um, I think we will. That's New York. They got to, they got to say something. Sure, we'll hear about uh, James Gunn's other movie that was planned for San Diego, right? They didn't announce. Well, then there's been a lot of speculation that Bradley Cooper was going to direct Guardians Three. He already said he wasn't going to. Not going to. Yeah. Well, they. I also heard that they're going to use James' script at least. Yeah, they're using his script. Kind of fucked up that they're using that and then not letting him direct it. You know what I would do? I would be like, I don't care what the what the repercussions were. I'd be like, you want to use this? Sure. And I'd throw it in the fire in front of him. Yeah. Use this well, script. They're bitch. doing it just to keep the. They're doing it to keep he the actors happy. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he gets paid because he's really catching the short end of the stick on that one. You know, ten. We we become we're different people. You know, as we grow older, everybody's done something stupid on Twitter or something. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, everyone's not perfect. I mean, yeah. there's no reason to. It's not like it would. It, I don't know. A lot. I think people are too. I still too quick to judge everything. It's not Brian like, saying that. Come on. I mean, the court. <laughs> the court of public opinion is too quick. And then these these companies and these these corporations are like, well, everyone's saying it. We have to go with them, or they're not going to buy our product. Instead of just waiting and seeing what actually comes about of it. I was listening to um, Smodcast yesterday, and they have an episode on Smodcast with Kevin Smith talking to Robert Kirkman. And really? Rob, Robert Kirkman says something about about these movies that like really opened my eyes and kind of like was like wow like that's absolutely true and that's how that should be viewed so he's a huge he was a huge comic book fan as a kid so kevin was like hey have you seen infinity war yet and he was like yeah i went south Infinity War. i've seen it a couple times in the theaters and he was like the first time i watched it i went in there with my my fan my fandom hat on and i was like well that's not how this happens it's a stupid blah 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 and like ripped it apart and it's like oh i know they're all coming back and they just announced you know, who cares about how they died? I, they just announced Spider-Man Far From Home. So, you know, Spider-Man's coming back. And yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I tore it apart. And he was like, but then I went and I watched it with my daughter. And you, you, I sat there and watched her, like, clutch her heart when all these characters are dying. And just the thrill I got watching her experience this was was amazing. And that, you know, he's like, if you're a comic book fan, that's great. But take that hat off when you go into these movies and go always, enjoy I, the movie. I've always said that. No, I know, but yeah. go in there and enjoy the movie for what it is. I've always said that. Just go in there and enjoy it as a movie. Yeah, but don't, it's hard. It is you know, hard. It is very hard. I agree. 
I mean, it is because you're you're like, well, that didn't happen because you already have a pre notion of what's going on. But uh, you know, but I almost feel like that that, and I you're I'm agreeing with you in what I'm about to say. When you go in there and you pull the whole that didn't happen, that didn't happen, you're kind of like turning yourself into comic book guy from The Simpsons. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're being a dick. Yeah, like. you don't want to be that douchebag. So just go in there and, and enjoy, you know, watching a movie that, you know, first of all, not only did that not happen in the comics, but it's that's never going to happen in real life. It's never going to be anything. You know, there's so many sh- things in there. You can go, that could never happen. You know, there's no, you know, like star Wars people, Oh, there's no fire in space or there's no sound in space. And I can't go watch that silly stuff. It's like, come on. It's just a movie. Just go yeah. enjoy it for what it is. A cinematic yeah experience that you're go you're getting out of your house you're you're disconnecting and you're going and doing something with and you usually go you're usually going with other people you know most of the time you go you know and you're going there to do something with somebody just you know and that's remember when you days of future past is a really good example of it remember i was telling you i was like just just it's just a good movie yes. you're like but it's but no it's it's this and this and i'm like well but it's just it's a good movie but, it, that's, but that's right it's hard it's it is hard because you come the, the X-Men movies are good movies, but they're terrible comic book. They're terrible X-Men movies. Cause like I read days, I reread days of future past like an hour and a half before I went to go see the movie. <laughs> and I went to go see the movie and I was like, Oh God, you know what I mean? And, and, but after I was done, I was like, that was a good movie. And it just, I don't know. And that's how I try to go in with everything. Cause you know, like, and I, you know, I did it with Thor Ragnarok. You know what I mean? I went in there and I was like, "That's not Thor. This is stupid." Blah blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and for a long time, I was anti. And then I, and when it finally came on the Netflix, and I re, you know, and I watched it, and I was like, you know what? This is a good movie. And I watch it. I probably watch it like twenty times now. I, it's like one of my favorite Marvel movies now. I really hope they get Taika Waititi to do the next. Uh... Guardians movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think they need to do another Guardians movie. Really? They they left it with the the reveal of Adam. Yeah. In yeah, just yeah, yeah, Adam Warlock, and now you're next gonna be like, oh, we don't need a third one. Yeah. Adam Warlock's my favorite, one of my favorite all time characters. So I'm all about it. I honestly think they should have introduced Adam Warlock before they introduced Vision. Um. Because Adam Warlock has a huge role in the Infinity Wars. Yeah, but so the Silver Surfer. So yeah, true. I mean, it's a bummer that they couldn't use those characters, just because Silver Surfer is my like top five all-time favorite characters, and that's you know most of my favorite characters are from that cosmic run. You know the Infinity War, uh, the Infinity, all the Infinity books. Um, you know all that Silver Surfer run from the Infinity books, all the Adam Warlock stuff. The, the Captain time. Marvel, the Thanos Captain Marvel stuff, you know, that stuff is just, that's like, I think about that. And I'm like, God, I'd love to see it, but unfortunately they just couldn't do it at the time. But hopefully they actually bring the Silver Surfer back and he's, they do some really cool stuff. They do a Galactus run or something where it's like, he's not, Galactus is Galactus. Galactus would be so cool. It would. It would be so cool. You know, and 
have the actual watchers be cool and not just some joke. You know, I understand that they're the whole, you know, what if joke stuff, but the watchers as a character is a really cool character that can be used and, you know, be really ominous and cool would it be to see like, you know, Tony freak out when the watchers show up and they're just chilling there, you know? I do. I definitely recommend it though. Like if you like Robert Kirkman, I would check out, I recommend checking out that interview he did on Smodcast because it's like really, it's really enlightening because he talks about his career. He doesn't, he talks about like the stuff he did before Walking Dead and like he didn't even want to write comics. He wanted to be a, um, a, a toy sculptor. Really? And he submitted um, to McFarland Toys to try and be a toy sculptor. And they pretty much denied him and said, well, we're looking for people that'll make swords. For accessories for our characters and he was like no that's okay and like his buddy talked him into doing um comics and he talks about how he had his first comic was a comic called um over the ropes or off the ropes and it was a it was a one issue wrestling book that he did and he and he tells you about like when you get into the industry you don't submit to marvel and dc before you would submit it to diamond and then diamond would decide whether or not they're going to distribute your book and the diamond turned him down and then he came back with battle pope and they they were you know all backing up battle pope and he talks about when he met tony moore and his relationship with tony moore and he talks about all that stuff and that he talks about the amc show and how he owns the right to walking dead and all the licensing stuff they just own the rights to the tv show he's like that's why all the good walking dead stuff comes from skybound and then the shitty walking dead stuff comes from amc the shitty walking and he and he talks about how like um they were actually (coughs) trying to they tried to pitch the walking dead abc first and abc turned it down and then they were they were in a bidding war between hbo and amc at the same time God, I wish it would have went to HBO. And he said the only reason he picked AMC over HBO was because if you all remember, AMC just used to show classic movies. They used to show movies like The Godfather and they showed classic movies. And so they, when Walking Dead was getting pitched, their biggest hit was Mad Men and um, Breaking Bad. And so he went with them because... Um, one of his friends or something like this was doing a show for HBO and they told him like during the beginning of the second season that it was going to be canceled. And so they like backloaded everything they wanted to do in season three into the back end of season two. And like season two of the show was phenomenal and got amazing ratings, but HBO still canceled them. And that AMC has never, they've always, they've never turned away a pilot and they've never canceled a show. So he went with AMC over HBO for that reason. Because HBO is this big juggernaut where they're saying, okay, well, we can just do whatever we want and get rid of shows whenever we want, regardless of the viewership. And AMC was this up-and-coming network trying to re-identify themselves, and they were actually standing behind shows. So that's how he found out, you know. He actually found out that AMC was interested in The Walking Dead the day his daughter was born. So So you... You, you brought up my favorite all-time book, which is Battle Pope, and uh, just the story kind of made me want to go grab this, and I'll just do a quick little thing. And a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, 
if you if you get a, if you ever get a chance to find those early Battle Pope issues, not the Image ones, but the Funkatron books, because they're there's they you know they were self published by Kirkman and Tony Moore. At, you know Funkatron was their like you said their little um, self published thing. They're really hard to find, hard to find in good condition. But you can get they actually made trades. Funkatron make trades. Uh, so look for the Battle Pope Funkatron trades, and they've got a lot of really cool stuff in the back that you know they. Uh, Kirkman originally came up with the idea and he wanted to draw it and his drawing was just so it wasn't bad he shows his drawings in there but you know it, it was pretty bad but a lot of the people a lot of the good artists that we know these days um, you know were friends with these guys and uh, and they got their start you know doing battle pope pinups and stuff but anyways real quick so <clears throat> just uh, this is just take a minute it's kind of cool it's an afterword in the first uh, image battle pope or not image uh funkatron battle pope trade and uh he says it starts off tony moore is one of the most talented people i know maybe the most talented not most punctual or most dependable but the most talented tony and i met in the seventh grade we've been friends ever since i'll never forget how i in awe i was the first time i saw his art in the sixth grade you see i met the art before i met the person someone had borrowed his sketchbook to show one of my teachers even back then, his art was impressive. I remember the teacher actually argued with the boy for a moment, claiming that there was no way that this art could have been drawn by a sixth grader. I asked the kid if I could look at it, after which I must have spent the entire class looking through the pages. Very impressive for a 12-year-old, especially to, to other 12-year-olds. The following year, I was placed in Miss Smart Social Studies class in the desk right next to a boy called Tony Moore. When I came up with the idea behind Battle Pope, I knew that I could never artistically do it justice. So I approached my pal, Tony, and to my surprise, he was just as excited as I was, if not more. He began to churn out stacks of Battle Pope illustrations in anticipation for my script and built a website. And then they go on for other things, but he ends it this way, and this always kind of bums me out, but he ends it. I'll never forget this time in my life. I always look ba- I'll always look back on it fondly. I'm working with my favorite artist, my oldest pal, and my closest my friend. And my closest friend, I'm having a blast. And now they don't talk to each other. And That's pretty fucking sad. Yeah, money, 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 money. That is so sad, man. I mean, That's what money does. Don't ever, you know, for those listeners out there, you know, don't ever let that happen, man. It's just not worth it. You know, figure out a way to stop it before it does, because it's just not worth it. Like. That would be so cool to have other projects with Tony Moore and Robert Kirkman right now. He went into a big discussion about how, like, he he pretty much says, kids, everyone wants to work for Marvel and DC. And he he says, he says, well, friends, why do you want to work for them? Why do you want to work for the big two? Come to Image. He's like, I, he, he basically says, I make money hand over fist off the comic book because I own the rights to it. I don't make as much money off the TV show. So yeah. he's like, where my money comes from, it comes from the the comic book. Yeah. Or, so I mean, he's he pretty much says you should come to Image and work for Image because I guess the way Image works is they only charge uh, they charge a small fee that's only enough to keep the company running year to year, and they never raise it. It's the same fee every year across the board, and the majority of your sales go to you go to you. They don't take anything off the top. Yeah, it was started by a bunch of artists who had been from, ripped off yeah, from Marvel. Yeah. yeah, McFarland and McFarland and, and became. I've heard McFarland talk about Kirkman before, where he was just like, you know, I instantly fell in love with this kid, and da da da. da and they made him like a, I'm not a CEO, but like the uh, one of the main, you know, artistic guys there. Where as soon as that 
you know, they they met him, if I'm not mistaken. So, but, but yeah, he didn't go to school for writing nothing. Like he he did this wrestling comic book. He wrote it and drew it, and they told him that the writing was good, but the art was shit. And then he went and did Battle Pope, and they they bought a Battle Pope, and he's just been writing ever since then. Even he's he says I'm not an artist, so it's a it's a really cool interview. It you it's a really informative. If you like The Walking Dead, if you like Robert Kirkman, I would say definitely check it out because it was it actually was like really really good, well done. And he talks about how um, basically he's got two he's got two un- invincible projects coming out. He's got the Amazon animated adult series, and then um, uh, Seth Rogen is is producing a and directing him and his partner are producing and directing an unbreakable movie or not unbreakable yeah they're gonna they are gonna do a live invincible action. Invincible, invincible yeah oh my they're, god that's amazing man because i thought it was just the, the, the cartoon it wasn't gonna be live action nope they're doing a live action one and he says that there's times where like um seth rogan comes to him and He's like, well, you know, in this issue, Invincible does this and this, but what if this, this, and this led up to that? And he was like, he's like, you know, there's times where he's like, I've been sitting here writing this book for ten fucking years, and I never fucking thought of that. Yeah. Like, he's so yeah, they're they're producing and directing a live action Invincible movie. That's so great. Now, that's one of the hardest books that I've ever tried to find. I've never been able to find out number one for a decent price. Um, I never see them ever. And I've been looking, that's the main book I've been looking for that I haven't been able to find for 10 years. Apparently, and he says that um, he was a huge Kevin Smith fan and in Invincible, he said it's either one or two. There's an homage to Jay and Silent Bob where Invincible walks past Jay and Silent Bob standing up against the building. <laughs> so, What, in issue one or two? Of Invincible, yeah. Oh, I'll have to look because I have the trades. Yeah, I have the, um, the, the hardcovers. One of the best comics you'll ever read. People that are that have been on the fence about reading Invincible, you know, give it, you know, the first twenty issues and it'll turn into your favorite comic of all time. It actually ended pretty decent. Um it's very hard to end a book that goes hundred and forty issues or whatever it went. So But he talks about his like growing up in his childhood and he was like his dad always prepared him to be ready for life and to buy a house and, and invest in the future and he was like he got married at 21. He was like, I bought a, a shitty little house. And he was like, I took out a bunch of home equity loans to to put out Battle Pope. And so, like, he took out a bunch of loans and was in a lot of debt from putting out Battle Pope. So it's it's really cool to hear him hear him talk about stuff. And just the way he thinks now, he's telling a story about how his kids living in L.A. now, his kids all go to school with, like, famous people. His kids. <laughs> And he's telling he tells the story. He's like, remember when we were in school? You always had that one kid that was like, oh yeah, my my dad is this, this, and this, or he did this. Like the kid who like completely lied but tried to make his life sound way cooler. And he was like, he was like, I mean, I knew a kid that did that. He was like, but nowadays my daughter comes home and she, I've got Dave Grohl's kid over at my house, and you know <laughs> people are telling my kids, oh your dad does Walking Dead, he's famous. And he's like, my son comes home and asks me, Dad, are you famous? He says, absolutely not. <laughs> and he's like, but then he's like, my daughter and, and Dave Grohl's daughter were in this competition of whose dad is better. And and she came to me and said, dad, um, she says her dad is famous. And he was like, her dad is Dave Grohl. He is absolutely famous. <laughs> he's, like, he's way more famous than I will ever be. So 
so yeah, it, it's crazy to to hear the the conversation they have. It's it's a very very interesting. I think Kevin Smith he had some of the greatest uh, single episode podcasts out of anybody that's put ever put out a podcast. His Fat Man on Batman series is one of the best. And he cha- he changed it, and it's now Fat Man Beyond now. Oh, because he's not fat anymore. He said he changed it to Fat Man Beyond. That's awesome. But yeah, it was like I said. It, if you're interested in Robert Kirkman or The Walking Dead and how all that started, it's definitely a podcast worth checking out. Amen. It was a lot. It was really, really interesting. Like it had me glued to my phone, like listening to it. Because normally when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll just be doing something else in the background. But like, it had my full attention. I love stuff like that. Or it's it did like, its job. Yep. So. It took you away from what you were doing. That's what all. For that's that's what all entertainment should be doing. That's the point of it. Yep. Yeah. So I found what you were looking at here on comebook.com, Kyle. It says Deadpool playing the role of Santa Claus this Christmas, bringing joy and gifts to kids in theaters around the country. While Deadpool may not actually be for kids, Ryan Reynolds and company are fixing that this holiday season as a PG-13 version of the movie is hitting theaters for a special engagement. According to Deadline, Deadpool 2 will be re-released in theaters on December 21st for a limited time, and this version will be much less violent and far fewer explosives. What's the point? That's got to be a big troll. Hopefully that's a big troll. Right? Hopefully that's a big troll. Maybe. We'll see. Oh, that'd be lame. Yeah, that like a quarter of the movie. Uh, come see Deadpool PG. It's a half hour long. PG thirteen, <laughs> yeah. Why is it so choppy? Yeah. And and see that like and then there's the news about they're making Gambit a romantic comedy, and that's Stupid. exactly why Fox doesn't deserve to have the rights to these shows anymore or these yes. movies anymore. Yes. Gonna make Gonna Gambit, Gambit a romantic comedy. I don't think it's going to be rogue. I don't think they really said. I just think they just said yeah. they're, they're pushing it to be a romantic comedy. Oh, stupid. It, it's going to be Gambit and how to lose a guy in 10 days. Oh, stupid. <laughs> Could you imagine that? So they say that um, when you look at Gambit, he's a hustler and a womanizer. And we just felt like there was an attitude, a swagger to him that lent itself to a romantic comedy. Pass. Yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. It doesn't need to be a romantic comedy. What do you think, Kyle, of um the Norman Reedus saying that he wants to stick it out to the end of The Walking Dead? Uh, if I was him, I'd do that too. <laughs> I mean, he's got <laughs> ten more years of fucking I mean, no actor I mean, except fucking dumbass Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln. I mean that's, that's, yeah, you always want to ride this shit out to the end. What I mean, I know he's super famous now, but, like, before Walking Dead, like, I, if I was Norman Reese, I would ride it out to the end, too. Look how famous it's made. And like, he was always, I mean, Boondock Saints was his only real thing until yeah. The Walking Dead. He did. Well, he did. Uh, other than being a famous model who's married to, you know, those super hot chicks, you're right. I mean, yeah, I'd be super grateful to Walking Dead too. And I, if I was Andrew Lincoln, that's how I would be too. I heard somebody said that Andrew Lincoln wants is going to come back to the show and direct. Yeah, he's going to direct episodes in season ten. What an idiot! 
If you're going to be there, why not just be in it? When yep, that's what I was saying. Fuck you, Andrew Lincoln. Fuck yeah, you. It's not as much time. He can come over for, you know. I don't care. Those are your excuses. Fuck off. And, or do Fuck enough you, Andrew Lincoln. He doesn't uh, deserve us talking about him now. Fuck here's him. Here's the thing. Is I'm the more that comes out and they're saying we got enough stuff to do 10 years of The Walking Dead and we want to do Walking Dead movies. Pass. The more that comes out, the less I think he's dying. And I think they're going to do, I think he's, he'll come back to do movies. I don't think he's going to do the TV show anymore, but I think he comes back to do movies. <sighs> That's what I say to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I give it a big sign. Very frustrating. Don't you fucking pick and choose. Don't be an asshole, Andrew Lincoln. Pick and you choose. Jeffrey Dean Morgan coming back and saying, you know, saying he wants a uh, here comes Negan movie, and I'm fully behind that. If Negan's uh, done right, he needs they to be right by, by killing Carl. Carl, period. That's their biggest mess up. Oh if yeah, that's the reason why Andrew Lincoln left, and I understand it. But I mean, the series is getting amazing compliments. The season nine, people who've already seen season nine are giving, or the first episode of season nine are giving it amazing compliments. So I'm, I'm well, excited. Yeah, they have a lot of fucking, they have a lot to make up for to us Walking Dead fans. <laughs> yeah, but they I think really they look at it. I think, they, I think they really had to put a lot of effort into this season for that reason because they gave us pretty much two mediocre seasons of the walking dead. Oh, I would say more than that. Yeah. The majority of them were mediocre in my opinion. It's been there. Yeah. It's been a while since there's a really good season of the walking dead. Like they've had good episodes, but yeah, like, like season four was awesome. And yeah. I think, uh, what was it? Season Six, I think, was I yeah. The season, season right before really Negan was great. Yeah, and then seven and eight were just fucking. They just completely and totally fucking slapped well, us in the face. Well, but Negan, Negan just didn't transfer over well to the to the show. And I think he could have if they didn't stretch it out. They stretched it out so much. Yeah, it's so boring. If they would have just went super hard and heavy and followed the comic book, it would have been badass. But that. First two seasons of Negan was so stretched out, and they did a bunch of bullshit that we didn't need to see. You know, I like agree. Whole episodes where you're following people and nobody cares about. I think it has more to do with not just that, but he wasn't in a lot of the episodes. He doesn't like he he doesn't transfer over well because he's not the foul mouthed, yeah, badass. And I still think the wrong person played him. I think he's great. I think he's great. Morgan as Negan. I still think it should have been Henry Rollins. Yeah. I still think, well, you know, it's just, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's just a super small guy, and Negan's, and that whole bending Negan. back thing, just, I don't know. Negan is very, he's a very thick boy. Yes, he's, he's a stocky, he's a stocky dude, and that's not what Jeffrey Dean Morgan is. No, you're right there. He is, he is kind of lanky, but I just don't think he transferred over well mm. to, the, to the show. Like sometimes you 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 were like all right he's doing it and then it fucking would peter out and then would and it would go away like you know like when they first introduced him and they and they when they killed Carl uh, Carl and they killed Glenn and Abraham 
like it transferred well. I was like, okay, you know what? I think he's actually going to do good as Negan. Like, I think this is, and then it like, and then once he got super psychological, it was, I was, it just wasn't Negan. Well, some of the, when they put him out on DVD and like, I think they did like season seven had uncut Negan stuff in it. It was really good, but it's just Mm. without the F bombs, you know, I know it's a stupid thing, but it is without, without that language, without that, you're taking that, that character and personality away from Negan. So essentially when they're trying to transfer him over to the TV show, they're taking the character and trying to put a new personality to him. And it, it just didn't, it didn't work out. Well, let me ask you guys something real quick. What's, uh, what's going on in the comic books right now? Cause I, I haven't been following that either. So they are, I, they, they, getting... they've, uh, they've found this other community that's in a, I think it's a football field and they've turned it into a community and like, they only take, they only like certain people if you have a purpose. So they like, they've taken Michonne and Michonne used to be a lawyer and they really want her there. And Rick is playing this really weird head game right now. It's kind of cool actually, but shit's about to go down. Like there's something up with this new community that they found and like, like the this person and i think they're kind of introducing it into the show it seems like they're kind of introducing it and it just it's uh it's just going awry and you can tell that rick has this plan of something and he's 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 being right uh mad he's it's like a different rick right now like yeah he's, he's, he's kind of like playing, playing this weird game, game yeah. right now it's kind of a i kind of a, it's more of a like dick measuring contest almost mm-hmm. because this woman refers to herself as the governor. And the first thing when she shows up to Alexandria, she's like, Oh, I'm the governor. And he's like, Oh, the governor, huh? I've had a problem with someone named the governor in the past. And like he, he, they're pretty much like trying to basically, it's essentially a dick measuring contest. Yeah. But and they've got, they've got shown in a weird position right now too. But like this new community, like Kyle was saying is they, they want you. So what you did before the zombie apocalypse happened matter is what determines your, your um, like social status in this yeah. place status. So like Michonne was a lawyer. So they wanted to be a lawyer here and something happens where one of the, like, and they have a, this, this like guard attack force with that wear armor and stuff. And, someone attacks a guard and these guards are just beating the living hell out of this dude. And they end up beating him to death and they want Michonne to defend. And like the whole community sees it and she breaks it up and they want Michonne to defend the, the guard that was in the wrong and the community like flips out and there's this huge like riot that starts. Just and, as Rick is walking. Cause it's, it's not even there. It's like at the separate community. Yeah. Like, like Michonne and her daughter, she found Michonne found her daughter when she went to this community. Like there was a ball, there was this board of the lost and it was Michonne's daughter, you know, and lost my mom. And so they reconnected and they like, they're on like this, like retreat in this other community outside of the, you know, this place. And, and that's where all that happens. Like they're getting like this five star treatment at this little place. Cause they're really trying to butter Michonne up. So they're giving her like, like she, it's almost like a, uh, like, uh, oh god, you know, like when you go to like the casino and you, it's, yeah, you're getting pampered and all that stuff. It's kind of what this, you know, you get. They've got this own room and they're getting this food. Like, you know, like they gave Michelle all this food, and then like she saw these kids talking about not having any food, so they gave it to her, and they got all like the community like 
kind of got mad about it. Hey, that was for you. And he's like, well, they're hungry. I'm not. And like, you know, Michonne's having this weird adjustment period too, but something's about to break. Cause, but Rick's, I don't know if Rick sees through it or he's just like, he's just, you know, he doesn't trust anybody now and he's like, doesn't like what's going on, but he's in this, he's being this different Rick and it's kind of cool at the same time. Like he's really get, like, it seems like he's got a plan already. What's up with Carl? He is at the hilltop. He is a a blacksmith at the hilltop, and he's banging out Alpha's daughter. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Which we won't get to see in the show. I mean that whole that whole storyline with her showing up and Negan telling him to take off that the, the band bandana was. That's one of the greatest storylines in anything ever written, in my opinion, because. That's what a good uh, writer does is he makes you hate a character and then through writing that character makes you love that character. You can never make me hate Negan. I've loved Negan since <laughs> he showed up. And, you know, like they remember uh, we talked about before, but that's what ne- uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was so bummed about when he was on Howard Stern. Because yeah. he was like, I was so hoping to get to do that and play all this out. And now I don't get to. Like it was like some of his, and he said the same thing. That was some of his favorite writing. I was hoping to see Carl get his eye hole licked. Right? Yes. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. Well, it's just weird because it looks, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, you know, when the, when they all, when Alpha and them come, I mean, a bunch of people are going to die. It's, <laughs> it's when happen. Alpha comes. Right. But uh, Alpha has been introduced on the TV show, right? Not yet. Not until season. This season they're doing it. Okay. That that makes sense. You can hear my kid playing video games. (laughs) I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to season nine because the reviews I'm reading, it's, it it looks like it's going to be good, and they've already like posted the, the first few the, minutes. Yeah, yeah, I watched it today. They went live. Well, the Walking Dead went live, and they showed the first couple minutes of the. It's pretty much them on horses walking around. Yeah, and like riding through the city and stuff. Uh huh. But I think it's going to be the season that brings a lot of us Walking Dead fans back to the Walking Dead. Like we never left. Like I never left. Matt never left. But I think it's going to bring a lot of people back to the Walking Dead. Fuck, dude! I'm already, I'm already there nine years into it. I'm, I'm invested now. Yeah, we're seeing it to the end. To the end, all the way to season nineteen. Shit. (laughs) In three movies. Right. Yeah, but the whole point is to make you not say what we just said earlier that there's more mediocre seasons than there's been good seasons. Yeah. Well, I, I still, I believe that Scott Gimple was a cancerous touch. Yes. And now that he's the one that oversees all of it, I still think he's the cancerous touch to it. Like, I hope this new showrunner take kind of, you know, changes everything in a new direction. But since he has the final call, he's the cancerous touch. Like, killing Carl in that way is really kind of fucked up the the whisperers. Unless the only way they I can see him do it is I know they said there's going to be two time jumps in this season. So the only thing way I can see the whisperers working is if the time jumps went that farther in the future where Judith is older and she has a lesbian relationship or something, but or not maybe maybe it's they time jump enough where she's older and 
instead of a daughter, it's a son. <laughs> well, they already cast the daughter. That's right. They already cast the daughter. So I don't. Th- I just don't think it's. I don't think they're going to do a lesbian relationship. I just think maybe it's going to be a friendship. Maybe that could be too. You know, it, it's it, like I don't know. They, I don't think it's going to be Edith though. I think it's going to or uh, Judith, Judith. I think it's going to be someone else. Like they had the perfect opportunity to do it with Enid. They should have made Enid Alpha's daughter. Yeah. Like that would have been the perfect. Because they could have, they could have been hinting at it already. Yeah. See them using that storyline and making Alpha's daughter and Alpha and Beta a little bit older and making Alpha's daughter like a love interest for Daryl. And that's how Daryl becomes the main character. That's an interesting thought. That is, yeah, that's not a bad thought either. But or, I mean, they could probably do it with a number of characters. You know what I mean? Have have something like that. I've come to terms to being okay if if Andrew if Rick Grimes dies. The only way I'll be really un- pissed off about it is if he goes out a stupid way. If he goes out from a stupid ass Walker bite, that's gonna <laughs> piss me the fuck off. I don't it's, think they're gonna have Carl and Rick go out the same way. If he gets if he gets his head piked, that's awesome. dope. That's the way to go out. Because I've said from the beginning that you can't kill Rick Grimes in a stupid way. Like he's got to go out with a with a flash. And I think his head being put on a pike and like Daryl finding it is is one is the way to go. That'd be awesome. They they had. I mean, in him walking off into the sunset, I just don't think they can do either. I don't. I think everyone would be pissed if they did that. I still think that. Oh, I got. I need to go find myself, and he fucking, fucking clicks off on a horse. Fuck you, Walking Dead. I mean, I don't know. Just his comments about my, t- you know, my time as Rick Grimes is far from over. Makes then don't leave the show. Don't fucking say that, question, and then leave you know? the show. Fuck you, Andrew Lincoln. Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? You know, I'm I, far from ending this character, but I'm gonna leave the show. Yeah. Thank you for I, which, fucking thank you for fucking slapping us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Which that. makes me think he's gonna come back in movies. You know, which makes me think that there's gonna be movies. And well, yeah, he's gonna be in the movies. Which goes to show you that he's leaving to be a movie star. Again, back oh. to going to movies. You know what? Honestly, I'll be right honest, man. TV is where it's at right now. It used to be you used to want to be a movie star, which a lot of, there's a lot of movie stars. But TV is kind of where it's at now. People are, you know, there's a lot of people who are only in feature films transferring over to the smaller screen. It's There's more stability in it because you're, you know, if you're picked also, up, you're, you've got an X amount of episodes, you know. It's it, also better, better storylines and better acting uh roles for actors and that's what actors want right they want to you know they get their money to begin with and then they just want to they want to do cool roles i think that's why uh cavill is leaving superman because he's got the you know that that show and it's going to be a cool role for him that he can play over a long period of time i just i don't know don't don't say i'm far from done playing with from rick grimes and we see these commercials the final episodes of Rick Grimes, I just, I don't know. To me, it's a slap in the face. Um, we'll see. It's, it's a big middle finger. We'll find out, but I'm just, I'm not going to write it off yet. But we'll if see he, what If happens. he walks in the sunset, then I'm blaming Andy. Oh, Andy. Andy that listens to us, Andy. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hear me like, I'm blaming Andrew Lincoln. I'm like, well, what the oh, fuck? I he didn't write it. I already blame him anyway. I was about to say, yeah, fuck Andrew Lincoln, right? 
Nah, I've been saving that for 10 minutes. He he's doing it. He wants to go spend time with his family, dude. Like that's yeah, but he's coming fuck. back. That's he's coming yeah, back. Exactly. If you're gonna leave, then leave. Don't don't fucking. But but you're looking at it all wrong because del- no, sir, directing. Statement. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> directing an episode takes it's, like I don't two fuck. weeks. Piss you know? on that. You're, if I was Adam Sandler, I'd go. <laughs> And I'd get my th- I'd give him you a thumbs come down. Direct an episode over Christmas break, or you can come direct an episode over your kid's winter break or spring break or whenever. Like when you they're away from bring school, your you can bring them with and you. hire a tutor. Why? When they, you know, they're going, I don't know. I don't have any ill will towards the dude. Like I understand his reasonings and I, I fully support him, but I don't. I support if you're going to leave, then leave. Why well, I, I don't know. Don't play they the hokey pokey. They should just recast the character Rick Grimes. Did you just say don't play the hokey pokey? Yep. He's got one <laughs> foot great, in. He's got one foot out. He puts one foot awesome. in, and then he's gonna shake it all about. Fuck him. <laughs> don't play the hokey pokey. <laughs> you just recast the character. I mean, Last Man Standing's recast the daughters in that show three fucking times now. Oh man, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> fucking you and your hokey pokey reference. <laughs> That's sad. But I don't know. It just makes me mad. I just hope that uh, doesn't make the the value of my uh, Walking Dead one go down. So oh, it's gonna go down tremendously. Tremendously. uh, It'll. You know what? We've talked about this before. Walking Dead will always be a thousand dollar book. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's uh, you know I mean it's 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 still the Amazing Fanny fifteen of our time. It's 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 still a low print run. The sad part is even with how bad the seasons were, it's still the number one TV show on, on TV. It's still the number one show on TV. So they're still killing it in the ratings. So that I don't I don't see that book yet. Like I said, that book won't ever go that far down in value. It'll always be, you know, it, it, it won't be like, I think what's going to be hard to find soon for the Walking Dead books is unsigned copies. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to get mine signed. And that, I've talked about that before. It's the whole reason why I'll never get my number one signed because everybody it's, it's, I bet you 45% of them are now signed. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and there's certain books that you don't want signed, you know, I mean, they're your books. If you want to fucking sign them, get them signed. Cause I love getting my books signed, but wonky dead one will never be like the first five. I probably won't get signed. Because everyone's getting them. A lot of them are signed if you go on there and look. And So what's going to happen is when you want to sell it, it's going to be it's almost going to be a selling feature, an unsigned graded copy of Walking Dead 1 or an unsigned copy. Yeah. You very well, you very well might be correct. Because, I, I mean, I thought about it when I got my Walking Dead 27 signed. That's what I almost took. I just couldn't part with it. That was a, That was like... The biggest reason why I didn't get, I was so scared to part with it. I got one for you. Like, what's going to happen when, like, the majority of people that are buying uh, Stan Lee autographs get their book back and it's just a scribble? It's already happened. (laughs) It's already happening. Like, if you've seen my two Stan Lees night and day, dude, like, it, my, my 700, it's the perfect Stan Lee signature 
But on my 121, it looks, yeah, it looks like a stroke patient did it. Oh. <laughs> is, there, is there any been any news on him lately? I haven't heard much. Now nah, he's just chilling at home. Yeah, he's he's yeah, hanging back and doing Twitter videos and doing private signings, which uh, are far and few between. Like, they're like I think people said they're not. There's not even another signing till 2019, and they don't even know when. Yeah. Like, you just send your book to somebody, and it's just a waiting game. Yeah, and it's whenever he wants to do it. Can you imagine? I'm just sending my book away and not even know when I'm going to get nope. it back. Oh, wait, no, wait. I'm already doing that with CBCS. Never mind. I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm hoping I get all my books back in October. I was just about to say, you better hope they don't listen to this show. They ain't, you aren't going to get shit back. <laughs> but I guess tomorrow's October, so I guess I should be expecting my books back in the next few weeks. Right? Shout out to Kevin. Right? He's a good dude, man. I yeah. always give him my books to take I, care of him all my. I, I got to get a hold of him. He sent me a thing saying that the, the Lady Death book came in, and I was like, awesome. And then he sent me a thing saying, but uh, I just need 15 bucks to send it to you. And I never got back to him. <laughs> I, I said, well, we'll figure something out. And I was like, you know what? By the time I thought about it, oh, because he lives, you know, he lives in the Far East Valley from us. You know, and I was like, well, I'll, uh, I'll just try. You know, I was like, you know what? It's almost October. I can wait three more weeks. Yeah. I'll just wait a few more weeks and I'll just get like, because he, he'll end up having like six or seven of my books. So, yeah. And yeah, I, really want, from, I gave him a, the Matina Gamora variant uh, to get ooh. signed. And then I gave him uh, uh, the Matina Virgin variant of the um, Bat- Batman Who Laughs, where he's doing the, the whole uh, Albuquerque thing with the Robin. Mm-hmm. He's pulling his cheeks back. His face cheeks back. Yeah. So hopefully soon, I'm hoping to get a call within the next two weeks when I find yeah. my books back. Fuck CBC. I get, get my, yeah, my Spider-Man 300 back. I never want to get another thing signed or graded by them unless I absolutely have to. I will never get another book graded by them. What, by CGC? No, by CBCS. Oh. Yeah, C- CGC is fucking great. CGC has turned into like what we were all complaining about when CBCS first came on that we were all excited for. Yeah, the quick turnarounds, the, yeah. the good grades, the everything. Yeah, this Beautiful move, case. that move. CBCS has moved to to Texas. Fucking murdered them. Yeah, it fucking killed them. It killed their turnarounds. It killed everything. Well, I'll tell you what. One of the funniest things that I've ever read is the the comments on the post when the president or whatever came out and had to, you know, for the 10th time in the last three months, say how sorry he is that turnaround rates are so bad and da, 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 da. And you just read the comments on the post and it's, it's so goddamn funny. I know some of those comments. I'm like, like, Hey, you've had my books nine months. Where are they? It's like, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, God. Uh, 
I gave you a 9.8. It came back at 8.2. What happened? It almost made me go like, what an idiot for leaving comments on on this post. Like, what are you oh, thinking? God. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, that fucking that fucking killed him moving. That fucking killed him. Yeah, I'm waiting for my Thanos thirteen to come back too from him. Oh yeah, you had that signed by Donny Cates. Yeah, nice. I'd sell that book if it comes back at nine point eight. I say I'm going to, but you know what? Yeah, I know. I'm not going to. I wish. I gave up on the Albuquerque variant. It's gone. Well, it's got to be at a decent price now, right, though? Oh, God. Last time I looked, it wasn't. Hopefully everyone's moved on to something else. Batawang. Well, I'll tell you what's crazy is, is you know, I, I had been kind of waiting for um, prices to go down on Batman, Batgirl Adventures or whatever, you know. Uh, first to uh, Harley, Batman Adventures 12. And this whole announcement with this, uh, you know, Birds of Prey movie has just made that book go skyrocket again. I mean, here's a nine point four for three hundred and ten bucks. Yeah. Wow. Um, Crazy. It's just here's a nine point six for four hundred. Wow. Amazing. That's still uh, holding that value. Here's a 9.8. That's uh, it's. I mean, it's not sold, but it's here for 1,200. Wow. Here's a 9.4 for 650 signed. <laughs> Here's another one signed for 1,200. Yeah, been. some of those books are holding their value. That's for 9. sure. 9.6 549. Uh, 9.4 PGX 450. He made a comment. Did you did you hear about that? Uh, X-Men Legacy book that is skyrocketing in value. Uh -uh. Look up the value on X-Men Legacy 212, I think it is. First appearance of Endgame. That's all you got to Oh, question. yes. All he said was something about, he just said Endgame, and that book shot up, and it might not even be the book that they're looking for. Yeah, I saw that, because there's like, it's like one reference in a panel. Yes. You know what I just realized? After sitting here for 10 minutes and just listening to you guys, you're both fucking nerds. <laughs> oh. Both some fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> nerds. nerds. Oh, man. That's pretty much, though. I can't even remember all the books I have. I have to go through. I have to go back through all my Facebook messages and figure out where all what all my books are and what and who has them. Anything uh, interesting in the uh, comic world that uh, happened that I'm not thinking of? Mm, not recently. That right. I'm aware of. Other than Batwing, that's just been about it. Oh, um, Venom. The symbiote has a new offspring. Really? That's basically the fucking predator. It can it can track people down. It can read heat signatures. It can go invisible. It can do mind control. It, it pretty basically, much has the fucking power to have all the powers. I was about to say, he's basically unbeatable. 
basically one of the most terrible characters you could never come up with. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much gave him the power to have all the powers. Yeah. Hello. So. That what sucks. Was X Men Legacy what? Yeah, X Men. Let me look it up here. Two twenty-three. No, that's not it. Yeah, let me see here. The X Men Legacy. Two fifty-two. Legacy. Yeah, two fifty. Yeah, two fifty-two. You're right. Yeah. It's going for forty bucks. And then two fifty three is like a thirty dollar book. Two forty nine, he has a cameo in, and it's going for like twenty. That's all just because of Donny Cates, man. Yep, he just he mentioned he 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 made it he made a tweet about it. Yep. And then it's in the there's one panel where it says something, and that's it. And then everybody went crazy. That's why I agree with you. I think he's playing to the speculative market. And that's what's making him super hot. Because people are running out and buying his books. Nerds. Nerds. When was the first San Diego Comic Con? Um 73, something like that. I think so. Seventy three? 1970. Golden State Comic Book Convention. <laughs> yep, March 21st, 1970. Yep, that's crazy. I always thought it'd be cool to get a, a San Diego Comic Con, the very first one, to get a program graded from that. That would be cool. Have you seen uh, Jesse's San Diego Comic-Con program from the first one, Kyle, that he has Kirby signed? All yeah. the people have signed it. He's got a price tag on there for, for like 10 grand. I'm like, why would you even sell that? He goes, yeah, I would never sell it. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see if somebody came in and said something to me. Yeah, well, everything's got a price. It's just a matter of yeah, everything has to sell it that money. Yep. You want to over? Yeah, everything has a price. Well, I wouldn't sell that on the third. You know, that's his. That's his. Uh, if they'll offer, that's the the Ken same Ken Brown move right there. That's the uh, if they'll offer me that, I'll sell it at that price. Price. Yep. He'll do that with his books all the time. He'll price them stupidly high because he doesn't want to sell them, and then he's like, "Well, I'll sell them if they offer me that price." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I had a. Like triple the eBay price. They want to pay it, then I'll sell it. But if not, I don't mind holding on to it. I did that with a guy that called that offered to buy my house the other day. What? I had a guy call me and he said, you know, we're in, we're buying houses in your neighborhood. We'd really like to buy your house. Um, I'm a motivated seller. No price is out of the question. How much do you want for your house? I said, I want $7 million. What'd he I say? Said, he said, you want $7 million for your house? He said, yeah. He said, well, that's a lot. I said, you asked me what I wanted to sell my house for, what I was willing to let it go for? I want $7 million for it. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Let's not be unreasonable. You are, you're the one cold calling me, motherfucker. <laughs> you called me to ask me how much I want to sell my house for. I just told you. Yeah, I gave you a prize. I want $7 million for it. 
you know what? They haven't called back. There you go. I would have just sold your house, moved into a bigger one. What would you do with seven million? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Whatever what I want. <laughs> <laughs> what business is that of yours? Hey, you sound kind of creepy, dude. Why are you asking? Right. <laughs> you want to fuck my wife? <laughs> yeah, for seven million. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry, well, I had to, I had to I had to bring up Hitler or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, you had to continue your streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fuck that. It's crazy. Cold calling you to fucking buy your house. You don't get those? Nope. Oh my god, I get them all. The, I just, I I don't anymore. But I get a lot of people calling me going, "Oh, I'm sorry, I called the wrong number." But I am interested in buying houses. I'd, I would probably say $500,000. You can buy my house. I wouldn't be a fucking dick and go to in $7 million. That's not a dick. I don't want to sell my house. <laughs> I, would I told the guy yesterday when he called, I didn't want to sell it. I'd take that 500000 and go buy a bigger house. Okay, if he ever calls back, I'll say I'll say 500000 No, I'm just saying, like, you say what you want to say. I'm just saying, like, me personally... I'm a dick because I said seven million. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm the dick in this situation here. That's what you said, though. I know, I know. That's what I said. I don't think I'm the dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, what makes him a dick? Just asking he you. Really, he really doesn't house. want to sell his house. So we, we, no, I, fine. I had originally sold. I, that's what I had told him originally. It's not for sale. Really. Yeah, I said it's not for sale. Everything's for sale. What do you want for? Uh, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I want seven million dollars for okay, it. Okay, well then, yeah, he's a dick if he pushed you like that instead of just taking the. It's not for sale for an answer, but right. The guy called the day before. The same dude. I want to buy your house. I want you to shut that's up. Kind of, that's kind of weird. Hey, cold calling people to fucking buy their house. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking fuck you. I'm not telling it, but I would for seven million. Yeah, right. I probably went for five hundred thousand because I can buy another house. But fuck Jay, Jay says seven million dollar dick. <laughs> right. Uh, that, that'll be my new comic, the seven million dollar dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> girth. He said girth. Seven million dollar dick girth. That is a lot of girth. Somebody has to be. Right. I don't think I was. They called. They, they, you know what? The dude stopped calling, so mission accomplished. Yeah, you did what you had to do, right? Fuck. For fuck's sake, man. For fuck's sake. You did what you had to do. But anybody got anything else exciting tonight? I think we've run it down. I think we have run it down. I'm going to go relax because I've had one hell of a weekend. So yes, I'm going to go eat and then dread having to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, I'm right there with you, bud. Right there with you, dreading going to work tomorrow. Fuck you, work. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, it would be, be very cool if they did something where you could pull that. You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. You're cool. I'm out. Yeah. Oh, right. my God. I, I've, dre- I've dreamed of so many different scenarios. Like, I won the lottery, and I go in, and I decide to buy the company, and I get to fucking fire everybody. <laughs> And I sit behind a desk and I clink my fingers together like a dick. (laughs) 
And then, then you know, because you know, you go through everyone that was, a, you know, all your bosses that were a dick to you and stuff. They're all kissing your ass now because you're the boss. You know, I need to see you in my office. The boss. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna have to. You know, we're gonna have to do a little bit of downsizing. And I would liquefy. I would liquidate the entire company for pennies on the dollar just to be a dick. <laughs> That's why I'll never win the lottery. Right. Because I will use it for fucking just to be a dick. God, it would be so nice, though. You bought that company just to liquidate it? Fuck, yeah. You know how good it felt? <laughs> like a buddy tells me he uh, he had uh, a boss that he didn't like. And the fucking they always went back and forth. And he finally got tired of his shit, man. They went to let him go. He's like, you're going to let me go? And he, I guess he just cold cocked him right in the face. And he said, you know how liberating that was? Yeah. He said, I went to jail and I, and I, you know, I have an assault charge and I, you know, I, I have a fucking, a record because of it. But he's like, you know what? He said, it was worth every second of it. He said, that was the most liberating time he's ever felt in his whole entire life was fucking breaking that dude's jaw. Oh. He's like, you should try it sometime. I was like, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. There's, you know, there's there's a few things that I want to do, but assault to somebody because I didn't like them where I worked is just not worth it. Right. Exactly. But I bet you it did feel good. And everybody has a boss that they always want to do that to. Yep. <laughs> but anything else, guys? That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I want to remind everyone that tomorrow is definitely October 1st. So we are kicking off our um, AZ Nerdcast Month where we'll be appearing on different shows and other shows will be appearing on our show. We've already got people chomping at the bit to to be on the show. So you guys so get, fucking cool. Yeah, she gets a good content coming forward from that. So definitely um, check that out. I appreciate everyone's understanding for you know my family issues this weekend and, and not getting all upset that there wasn't an episode Friday. But we got you one, so hopefully you, you know, it fills the void tomorrow on your drive to work. Um, yeah, hope you guys are checking out the new episode of Negative Modifiers. I want to thank everyone who was hanging out with us tonight on, on I almost said Facebook, hanging out, tonight <laughs> with us, uh, hanging out with us tonight on uh, YouTube. If you like the show, if it's your first time listening to us and you're on YouTube, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. We definitely appreciate that. If you're listening to the show on your favorite uh- I hope Andrew Lincoln was listening. (laughs) Probably not. Um, If you're listening to this show on your favorite podcast platform, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. We definitely appreciate that. Um, If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. We're still working on the tiers for what to give you guys for supporting us on Patreon, but that's a thing. And we do have a merch store. Um, So it is. I was told by somebody we need to add hats to it. Add hats. We'll look at that. We can look at that. Um, but we do have a merch store, so check that out and support the Absolute Geek Podcast in any way, shape, or form you can. And if you can't afford any of that, we just appreciate a word of mouth. Show your friend, show your friends your favorite Absolute Geek Podcast episode, um, and just spread the love, man. So for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. Saying we will see you next time. Yeah, really good.